Hi, this is Rebecca. And this is Brandon. And we are a couple of theater nerds who like watching movies. And enjoy talking about movies. <laughs> it's always that line that gets I don't us. know which one of us is actually supposed to say it. I don't it. know. Anyways. <laughs> so join us as we talk about the movies we have just watched. And we will inevitably disagree and on. And I, I just stole your line. We just, we just swim swap. I don't think so. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Anyways. This is the Drive Home Reviews Podcast. So, we have reviewed a lot of movies about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Tennis shoes. Um, spies. Video games. Archaeologists. Uh, uh, <laughs> men who shrink. I, grow. <laughs> um, I think this is the first one that we have actually reviewed together about food. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Um, and I, I don't, I can't think of any, at least where food is the primary driving force. I can think of a lot where humans are used as food. I don't think that counts. I don't think it does. Uh, to, to the menu doesn't count. Well, I've never seen the menu. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a moot point, but um, that one, that one would be kind of yeah. What what about Soylent Green? (sighs) (laughs) I mean, technically, it is about food. Yeah, I'm thinking more about food that you want to eat, not food that you're forced to eat by the government. That's true. All right, fair enough. (laughs) So tell me, um, when you think about movies about food, what what comes up for you? You know the the first one that comes to mind is uh, is Soul Food. Okay. Like that's just the first one that uh, and which is interesting because I don't think I've ever seen that movie from the beginning. Isn't one of those you'd catch on HBO? Yes. Yeah. I, oh, it's it's weird. Those of you who have been brought up in the streaming era know nothing about this. <laughs> but for those of us who grew up with cable. Um, you watched the movies when they were on the TV. And I'm sure I'm not the only person who had the experience of always catching a movie at the exact same point. Yes. Like, uh, with and Soul Food was one of those. I, I, I've only seen, like, the ending of it where the little kid goes around to all his aunts and uncles and all this and cons them all into coming to one big uh, meal, one last big meal at Big Mama's house, and that that's where all of their uh, their issues are resolved. Other than that, I, I, I have no idea about the rest of the movie, but I remember that film uh, just because of all the wonderful things they were cooking, and it really did make you hungry. You're like, oh, man. You know, yeah. Well, one that I think of is Good Burger. Okay. So, um, I don't, I don't know necessarily that it makes you want to eat a burger, but it is very centered around the food. It is. Now we, we rewatched that not long ago. And as far as a teen Nickelodeon movie, it actually holds up fairly well, like nothing too, um, problematic in that, that we really saw just the comedy. Well, but, (laughs) uh, but yeah, nothing. Um, yeah. Now, what about movies that make you hungry? Um, well, okay, Julie and Julia. Okay. 
Julia Julia makes me hungry, but also I don't want to do the level of cooking that she does all mm. the time. Like I, I'm good for a meal like that a couple times a year, you know, and I cook yeah. pretty regularly, but yeah, when yeah. I, I'm talking about like that from scratch, mm. like, uh, you know, make the broth on it. Like that's Thanksgiving. And that's about it. Have you ever, <laughs> this is going to sound bad. Uh, have you ever had one of those movies that shouldn't make you hungry, but does <laughs> like boy they sure are barbecuing that that human being very kind well of, I remember after my parents and i went and saw finding nemo oh we came out and going anybody else hungry for fish oh my god like, seriously we were we were hungry for fish Oh my gosh. Or like um, or or Forrest Gump. Like what what do you think half the world went and ate after they saw Forrest Gump for the first time? Well shrimp. Shrimp. Oh, shrimp. <laughs> um Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory both make me want to eat chocolate. That's yeah, okay. Fair. You know, they mm -hmm. make you want to get some chocolate. Uh but something like did you ever there was a, a food movie in the late nineties starring Sarah Michelle Geller called Simply Irresistible? Oh, I remember that. Isn't it like her emotions go into the food? I yeah, think. Yeah, isn't she like? Pardon me if I misuse the term. Isn't she a witch? Well, some kind of magical. There's some kind of magical charm going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I don't think I ever saw it, but that it's. I I, I remember it. It's very '90s, and I yes. I kind of, now I kind of want to rewatch that. Yeah, I can't remember if it was any good or not. I don't. I don't know. It's hard. It's so hard to tell with with films from that era if they are good or if you're just nostalgic we're at that point uh yeah <laughs> and you are talking to the person who saw the wedding planner in the theater three times that's true um <laughs> but also like that was the movie chocolat did you ever watch chocolat oh chocolat yeah yes. where she's not necessarily well, it's not her know. it's who, who who's in that one Johnny Depp was in that one, wasn't and, he? And, um, oh gosh, who was the female? Uh, it'll come to me. Um, but, yeah, where she is solving the problems of the people okay. uh, in the in the village with her, with her, is it Julie Binoche? Yes, I think so. Um, yeah, Julia Binoche, uh, who, and Alfred Molina's in that one, too. I forgot he was in that one. Lena Olin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that one was, I thought that one was really good. Okay. Chocolat. We should rewatch that one, actually. Yeah. We should do that and, and Simply Irresistible. And do a little food I, double feature. Yeah, I want to I know if it's actually any good or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the restaurant. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think, like, it's hard when you, you're going to put on the spot and then you think, like. Yeah. Oh, what about food movies that totally made you not want to eat the food? Um, well, this isn't a this isn't a food movie, but uh, I wonder how many other people out there had the experience after seeing Spaceballs and seeing Pizza the Hut. Oh yeah, being completely put off of pizza, which is a big deal for you. It was. It wasn't until the Ninja Turtles came along a few years later that I finally got my lust for pizza back. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I remember that one. Completely completely turning my stomach oh gosh um oh i just thought of another food one that was good was waitress 
Did you ever watch Waitress? I did not watch Waitress. You, we should put that on the list for you to watch. Um, which, of course, they turned that into a musical. Yeah, I know that. Um, yeah, I, I know it's a musical. But I heard the musical. Waitress, the movie was really good too because it made you want to eat pie. Okay. Um, but also had a really good storyline. Nathan Fillion's in that. Oh. So about a, a woman who is dealing with an abuse abusive partner. So, um, and he actually plays the good guy in it. So, okay. yeah. Um, oh, and another one that is made a couple of our lists actually is Butter. Butter, yeah. Which is, uh, is that, does that count? I don't know. Does that? it's not a cooking movie. It's about something you use to cook, but it's not being used in the, <laughs> for that purpose. No, it's about so, butter carving. So does that count as a food movie? I don't know. Some of these ones go into like, you like you made the ar- the argument that Air should be a sports movie, true? Because it's you know it's about Michael Jordan, but there are no sports in it. So I don't so I don't know. That's the same with Butter. Is Butter a food movie, even though it you it does not use the food for cooking purposes? I don't know. Okay, I I know one. I know one you love that we've already had a discussion about uh, recently. Uh, what about ratatouille? That's okay, all, that's I do. All about that one does cooking. make me hungry. Yeah, like I definitely made ratatouille after I watched ratatouille. Because <laughs> um, it is about like you know discovering flavors and figuring mm. things out. I yeah, I like that one. Um, now there's a couple I haven't watched. I wonder if you have. Um, the Big Night. Did you ever watch the no, Big Night? No, no. Okay. No, um, doesn't sound familiar. What about uh, the Hundred Foot Journey? Nope. Okay, so never mind. We won't talk about those two then. Bunch, there's a bunch on the Hallmark Mystery Channel of like the gourmet detective. You yes. Know, those things. You know, but I, I've seen one or two of those. They're, they're Hallmark Mystery movies. I don't know what you really expect from so, them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull from the, the 2008 um, kind of quirky movie roster. Uh, there's a Brittany Murphy movie called Ramen Girl. That one I think I've seen. Where she ends up in Tokyo, I think. She ends up in somewhere in Asia. I'm trying to remember. It's been probably a decade since I watched this movie. She ends up somewhere in Asia, and I believe she gets dumped. And she wanders into this noodle restaurant, and she eventually convinces the guy to help her learn how to cook ramen, which if is a true ramen chef in Japan, like, I believe it takes like 10 years to... Anything in yeah. Japan takes at least a decade to become a matter of the, the smallest thing that we do, like, the Japanese will take a decade to master it, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, uh, that's a Brittany Murphy, and, you know, Brittany Murphy, who did not get a long career, but was honestly a pretty good actress for her zone. Like for what she did, she did it well. So yeah, that was uh, oh, you know, you know which one that was a good one. You know, there's another one. Um and it had a pretty star spangled cast at, and I it's it's odd that it then it talked about uh, it's called Chef. Okay. John John Favreau, Scarlett Johansson, John Leguizamo. Yes. It had a a pretty extensive cast. Yes. That was the food truck one, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, 
I totally believe Jean Favreau as a as a chef. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he's just got that got that that feeling. No, I always you know not not a movie, but I you know after what if you watch Bob's Burgers enough, I want a burger. Yeah, especially his specials of the day. I, there's several I want to try. I actually have a Bob's Burger cookbook. Oh yeah. Yeah, we oh. might have to to break that out. Um, you talked about the cheesy Hallmark movies. Yeah. There's one that I love and I watch about once a year. I'm going to try to remember the name of it. But basically the concept is, I want to say it's called Pumpkin Pie Wars. Okay. And it's this cooking competition. And the two families used to be friends, but then they stopped being friends because of this cooking competition. Of course they did. And so like... The children are now have to be the ones who compete. They're adults now when they have to be the ones that compete in the cooking competition. And of course, they end up in a romantic. Oh, what? Yes. So, yeah, it's not, it's totally cheesy. Actually, another one I remember, kind of along the same lines. We watched this one last year about the woman who ran the candy cane factory. Oh my gosh, the candy cane. Jody Sweeten's in that one. And she's like, her candy cane <laughs> factory is going under. Because, surprise, surprise, you don't sell any candy canes any month except December. Right. And, and yet, she has these huge offices. Yes. It's like, where, where are all these people employed? What? Why do you need this big of a marketing department for candy canes? But then they got, they start making some kind of cookie or something, right? Yeah, they start, well, they start making, like, seasonal candy canes. Aww. What I didn't get about that one more than anything is, like, of course, to get, you have to get, get the big order done to save the factory and they have to have it done by Christmas. Of course. Who the hell is buying candy canes the day of Christmas? Yeah. What big order are you stocking the shelves with on Christmas day? If you guys haven't, if you can't tell, um, we have had this conversation before. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of older movies there's one eat drink man woman i remember that one yeah and tortilla soup tortilla uh, soup was drink, really good eat drink man woman i saw that one uh i believe i believe that's a japanese one isn't it or yeah one? i saw that one in high school uh-huh in my motion picture class and what i remember the most about it was old when okay old when was the chef in the uh like the master chef and they they bring him in and they're like, hooray for old Wynn! It was like a party for him. I don't know if it was his birthday or his retirement or whatever. He's like, hooray for old Wynn! And old Wynn kind of, oh, and he like sits down and like, old Wynn? <laughs> old Wynn! And then like, you see He's them. dead. They see them, no, that gets better. They, you see the next shot is like an ambulance taking him away. And you don't, and we're all like, what, what just happened to old Wynn? And they go through the whole rest of this movie. And just all of a sudden, Old Wen is back. Oh. He's coming back into the restaurant, and they're all like, hooray! Old Wen is back! Old Wen sits down, and they're like, Old Wen? <laughs> old Wen? And now Old Wen is dead. Oh, <laughs> like, my gosh. That was the only thing any of us remembered. But we left going, Old Wen? Old oh. Wen! <laughs> uh, there's a couple of documentaries that are really good about Oh, oh you want to talk about our, our new... One of our favorite shows. Um, oh, gosh. The, the Food Wars. 
<laughs> now, uh, what is the name? It's not the food wars. It's... No, the food that shaped America. Or the food that built America. The food that built America. Oh, my it's gosh. It's one of those two. It's amazing because you're talking about all of these competitive things. Like, um, okay, so it's like, I want to say it was Wrigley's and Beech Nut were the yeah. two gum companies mm-hmm. and trying to compete to see which one's going to, like, take off more. And, like... The drama that they put into these. To it do is, the reenactments. Oh my gosh. The it reenactments is, and the and the and the voiceover guy. It is crazy. There is so much high stakes drama going on in these food competitions. And like we I think the first one we watched was the one on Oreos. Yeah. And oh my god, the hmm. the things that led to the discovery and marketing of Oreos, it makes the way they frame it, it makes Game of Thrones and Succession look mm-hmm. like a, a kindergarten playground spat. I mean, they they are just, apparently there was more backstabbing and betrayal. It's like, oh my, oh my God. Gosh. Now I feel guilty for loving these Oreos. Oh my gosh. <laughs> then there's the, uh, um, the way that they... <laughs> They laid out how they came up with the Nabisco name. Yeah. And it's like out on this whiteboard and it's written out National Biscuit Company. Nah. Bisco. And it's like, oh my gosh. I just, but, yeah. But the again, trauma. the way they did it was just like, nah. Bisco. Like, <laughs> like Lex Luthor naming his Superman death machine. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Um, uh, okay. So. There's a documentary called Fed Up that is one of my favorite documentaries about food about uh, the sugar industry so if you're ever looking for something that definitely makes you not want to eat any sugar watch fed up um and then there's some um there was a series on doc on documentary there was a documentary series on netflix called some salt sugar fat heat i think um and they kind of went all over the world looking for these different flavors. And man, if there is, there's like something about watching people in Italy shave pieces of aged Parmesan that just makes your mouth water, mm. you know? <laughs> um, okay. So since the movie we're going to be talking about is about chips uh, and whatnot and snack food, before we get, we go to break and come back to actually talk about the movie, what are, what's your uh, favorite snack chip? I know we live with several snack chip connoisseurs. You know, that's a tough question. I don't know if I've really thought about what my favorite snack chip is as opposed to what's left over after the girls yeah, exactly. have eaten their snack when chips. I go, when I go to get, like, if we're going to have hot dogs and chips for dinner, I okay. hide the chips. Yeah. Because if they see them... They will eat them. They, and they, they will just claim the bag. <laughs> like, CJ will just claim the bag, and you're like... We were all that okay. That was for everybody, but I guess that's CJ's bag now. <laughs> um. So, what is your what is your go to? Um, I tend to like Doritos or um sour cream and onion potato chips, which okay. is bizarre because I do not like sour cream or onions. So, and yet, here's the same issue that I have with a lot of things: is it depends on the mood that I'm in, hmm. like. Uh, <laughs> We saw on TikTok this uh, this woman who kept this this little note in her phone about her, the, what her girlfriend wanted at each restaurant, and I was like, "Why don't you do that for me?" And he's like, "Because you don't want ever the same thing twice." And I'm like, "Oh, that's true." 
So sometimes I'm going to reach for the Flaming Hot Cheetos. Sometimes I'm going to want Funyuns. Sometimes I'm in a dill oh pickle God. chip mood. Sometimes. I'm going to tell you this. And I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to tell you, I hate Funyuns. Oh. <laughs> I hate Funyuns and I've never had one. Why? Just the smell? No, I hate them because when I was teaching uh, intro to theater and my classroom was the auditorium, Funyuns were the chips I found on the floor the most. Oh. that Those were the ones that the darling students of both my classes and the study halls just left everywhere. Well, Frickin you know what? Funyuns. It uh, wasn't me, so you can't blame <laughs> me, and I will still eat Funyuns. Um, so, yeah, I don't really, I don't think that I can say, I think barbecue's my least favorite. Yeah. River, our youngest, likes the honey barbecue, yeah. and I, I, I find them okay. Not, not yeah. great, but okay. I can, I can, I can get down with that on a certain if I'm in a certain mood. Yeah, um, the best kind of chip is one smashed in a bologna and tomato sandwich. So <laughs> y'all can't see the look on my face right now. I don't. I, I, it's, mm -hmm. I gotta remind myself it's radio, not television. And I'm just like, I, okay. It's, uh -huh. that, of the things I thought you were going to say, I did not think that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, we're going to come back. We are going to be talking about chips and corn chips um, and flaming hot chips. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about flaming hot. So and that's not just what I call my girlfriend. <laughs> but it is. And we're back. Hello. So I've got to say that so far, the movies of 2023 that I have found to be the most entertaining have taken me by surprise. Oh, yeah? Um, and maybe it is because I'm a product of capitalism. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Um, but yeah. Uh, movies about how things got made are yeah. just kind of killing it and for 2023. Of, and, uh, kind of innocuous things, things that you wouldn't. You're right. You know, um, because this is how much of a of a cynic I am. You know, they come out with a new flavor of chip. Yeah. And I just assumed this was some. You know, some board meeting and somebody said, oh, hey, why don't we do this? Okay, do it and pack it, you know, stamp it. Now you're going to sell it. You're going to sell it, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I never, like, thought that somebody had to invent a chip, flaming a hot Doritos. That somebody had to have the the idea for <laughs> this and it was a, and that it was a, in, in any way, a remarkable idea or the one that people were like, no, no, it's never going to eat those, you know, kind of thing. I, I, you just kind of assume that everything that comes from a big corporation has been, um, marketed and researched and, you know, focus grouped and all of this to death. So the idea that there's like one guy, <laughs> kind of behind it and it's an underdog story is not something I ever would have thought of. Well, and when we, when it comes down to it, we'll have to talk about that when it comes down to it is that there are a, a couple discrepancies um, that were probably embellished in the story, but you oh, know, yeah. um, so what we are talking about is the movie Flamin' Hot uh, directed, I believe, and probably produced by Eva Longoria. Yeah. Um, 
It is on Hulu and I believe Disney yep. Plus. Hulu and Disney, so. And uh, it is the story about the. Cr- <laughs> Sorry, our cat just decided to knock some things off the table. Well, that one wasn't her fault. She didn't realize that the the container she put her paw on wasn't actually. Style loop. Yeah, okay. So she just kind of, yeah. But that's not her just being a bitch looking for salmon. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. But this time. Yeah. This time. Um, so we have, okay, I totally lost track of where I am. <laughs> Flaming Hot! <laughs> um, it's the story of how the Flaming Hot Cheetos were kind of mm-hmm. created. And um, how they were created by a gentleman by the name of Richard Mendoza. No, uh, Montañez. Montañez, my apologies. Um, who was a janitor at the uh, uh, Rancho, Rancho Cucamonga Frito-Lay factory. Mm-hmm. So, but it kind of starts off his whole story. Like really it does start off with his childhood and how he got to be to the janitor place and kind of the struggles he had to be taken seriously, um, not having finished high school, mm-hmm. being the children of immigrant farm workers Um yeah, kind of how easy it is to kind of fall into criminal behavior and um, gang life, and right? Things like that, and the temptation that a lot of those, a lot of people in that situation have when they need money, when they they have families, and how easy. And then, like you said, the world doesn't offer them the same opportunities as others, and so they don't really have they don't feel like they have a choice in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, uh, it was, you know, one of those movies you see the preview for and you go, Oh, it's, is this going to be just a commercial? Is this going to be a, an hour and a half long commercial? Like air. Like, like air. <laughs> Which I thought was a commercial the first time we saw mm-hmm. the trailer for it. Um, but it really does go into Richard's story. Um, and I honestly kind of feel like the love story between him and his wife, Julie, they mm-hmm. meet in elementary school and kind of look out for each other. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, uh, there's a lot of really, really kind of touching moments here. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like the whole the whole intro. Not only does it kind of introduce us to his family, his family situation, but it gives us nice, clear indications of the way his mind works. Right. And the way, like, he's not, this isn't a goodwill hunting thing where he's a secret genius. No. But he's intelligent. He's, he's quick to learn. You know, uh, the things that he doesn't know, he finds a way to know. Right. knows enough to get him to a certain point, and then he lets other people who He know, asks questions. Yeah, um, he's not a person who's afraid to ask for help right. from people, and ha- doesn't seem to have, you know, that whole thing of, you know, you, you do it all on your own. It's like, no, when he when he wants to learn about the machinery at the factory, he talks to Dennis Hasbritt, and, yep. you know, and wants to learn. When he doesn't know about marketing things his wife and him teach themselves right kind of this this whole point of the only boundaries that are there are the ones you you accept right you know so let's talk cast um so richard himself is played by jesse garcia Mm -hmm. um who i haven't really seen in much because i didn't watch the mother um it looks like a lot of 
lot of small parts, journeyman actor, it looks right. like, you know, a lot of, you know, I noticed that about a lot of the cast. It's a lot of, you know, one episode wonders and things like that. Right. And I, I've said this before with films like this. When you have a situation like that and your film is fronted mainly by a lot of unknowns, you get one of two things. You get a bunch of people who think they're more talented than they are, or you get enough people who use it as an opportunity to show how good they are. And I think this movie is the second of those. Right. Like this is, this is a bunch of people who are obviously saying, you know, we don't get these kind of juicy roles. Right. So we're going to make the absolute best of it. So yeah, Jenny, or I'm sorry, uh, Jesse Garcia plays Richard and his wife, Anna Gun. Uh, now Julie, Judy is played by Annie Gonzalez. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Boy, my brain just kind of went nuts there for a second. So yeah, kind of um, not a whole lot of well-known parts that either of them got, but they, they really like just grabbed a hold of these mm -hmm. and went. And then a lot of our side characters are played by maybe more recognizable people. Yeah. So again, journeyman and mm -hmm. well-known character actors. I mentioned Bobby's. Oh yeah. Dennis Haysbert. Um, from, from, who most people will know as the, the all state <laughs> the insurance guy. But <laughs> for me, uh, he was the first black president. So yeah. <laughs> was that air force one? 24, 24, 24. Right. <laughs> um, I, I, no, I honestly think slight, slight sidetrack. I don't think people give that show enough credit for kind of warming people up to the idea of a black president. Okay. I think, I think Obama owes a, a little bit to Dennis, Dennis Asbert in that, in that show. Um, all right. All right. Just saying. Okay. Well, you know, I am a no. big President Obama fan. So, so am I. Uh, One of the coolest dudes on the planet. I would have voted him into Emperor for life if they would have let me. Anyways, uh, Bobby Soto played his friend Tony Romero, who um, he's been in some more stuff like Narcos. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, Emilio Rivera from the Mayans uh, as his dad, Baucho. And then you've got some people like Tony Shalhoub. You know, one, one of the greatest character actors of his generation, mm -hmm. in my humble opinion. And maybe that's just because I believe he's Italian. Um, I, he, I actually think he's Middle Eastern. I think, he, I think you're right now that you mention it. But he plays, he's one of these guys who plays every nationality under the sun. Yeah. <laughs> he's played everything. But man, Tony Shalhoub is freaking, you know, Antonio on wings, monk. Um, yes, he's, he's all over the place. And just, Lebanese, Lebanese, Lebanese Um, yeah, he's he's played a little bit of everything. I yeah. think he's the the Jewish father on um, Miss Maisel. Yeah, you're right. Um, and then uh, Matt Walsh, who is one of those bit comedy guys. Uh, oh gosh, I want to say Matt Walsh. Actually, if he's who I'm thinking of, I think he studied. At the Groundlings with uh, Amy Poehler, but I could be thinking of someone else. Um, oh, Upright Citizens Brigade. That's what it was. Mm. It was the Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, but yeah, Matt Walsh, he's been in a little bit of everything. Yeah. And uh, you just kind of like it when the guys like that just pop up into places. So, um, so yeah, the cast was great. Oh, and you got to talk about 
hit the kids. <laughs> uh, the his sons, um, Stephen and I know I cannot remember what his other son's name was. I don't know if we were ever told what I his don't other think they son's. Ever said, now that you mention it. Um, but his his youngest son is played by an actor named Bryce Gonzalez, who is just the cutest little guy. <laughs> like he is. Just, I guess he's a TikTok star. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he is just the cutest little. Like that is that is charisma right mm -hmm. there. That guy's got charisma. And it's a part that uh, that runs that risk of veering too far into annoying kid territory. Yeah, and I, I don't think he ever steps over that line. I thought he was adorable. Oh, and, and he funny. was great. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just loved him. He just like he's got this this line about the Cheetos burning so good that just like <laughs> oh just cracked me up. Um. So yeah, he it's it's got a really good cast. Yeah. Like there was never a part where you saw this and thought, oh, somebody else would have been better for this role. No. I think that it was cast perfectly, which, I mean, good for Eva Longoria and her team for really kind of kind of figuring that out. So, okay, so is this story really a true story? Likely embellished. Well. It, it does seem as though they were already working on some kind of flaming hot thing when uh, Richard came up with his idea, um, which they do talk about a little bit in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, but even if it is embellished, he was still a janitor who had a criminal history and no high school diploma who ended up the head of multicultural marketing for Frito-Lay and works there for 40 years. Well, I mean, you can't, unless you're watching a documentary, and even then, yeah. you can't take any of these movies that say based on a true story as actual fact. There, there's going to be stuff that's dramatized. There's going to be stuff that's, you know, you have to squeeze life into a three-act structure. Right. You know, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't think watching it... Like I, I, I would be surprised to learn that he gave that there are quite that many uh, Henry V type speeches, <laughs> you know, going on, you know, in in real life. But you know, you you accept that as part of the drama of the movie, like, right? You, you need that. Well, and and I do think that his kind of guerrilla marketing and his inclusion and insistence and including the Hispanic and Latino population um, as, you know, saying like, this is a viable market that you should be marketing to. I do think that was part of his brilliance and mm -hmm. that's why he rose like he did. Yep. Um, and from all accounts, it seems as though he stayed a good guy who stayed looking out for the little guy. Yep. So... Um, so on the whole, um, let's talk directorially. Okay. Eva Longoria, who has a decent kind of track record of films and under her belt, um, you know, a journey woman film and TV director, 
you know, she's done a couple episodes of, you know, Blackish and, uh, you know, Jane the Virgin and things of that nature. Um, so what did you think of, of the directing of the film? I the- think it made a couple of like really good choices that I liked. Um, I think there's a couple of places where he's describing the board members discussions, but he's putting them in his own words that make it really entertaining. Um, there's a couple of places where she's indicating time is passing in the factory with all of these, um, boxes moving and the years being in different places that I thought was really visually interesting. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I thought like as far this is much more your zone, but directorially, I thought that it came off really well. No, I, I, I agree with that. I think she, uh, I think she did, like you said, a lot um, with with a very simple story. This is a film that would have been very easy to kind of do very indie and very, you know, sh- you know, set up the camera and shoot. You yeah. know, not worry about fantastic camera angles or, you know visual tricks or anything like that. But I think she did, uh, she made the most of it. Like I, I really liked the passage of time, mm-hmm. um, title cards. Um, I thought I, I liked the stuff with the board. Uh, it did give me some, uh, Michael Pena, Ant-Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> flashbacks. So I don't know if that's a cultural thing or, or um. whatever. Um, but, uh, like there, there there's this, fun section at the very beginning where he's talked during uh, his flashback where he's talking about him going and uh, trying to buy candy. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the storekeeper and the cop are like, you know, who'd you steal this from? I was like, this is how I'd like to tell you it went down. It goes all black and white and it's very Andy Griffith show, leave it to be very old. Golly, I'm just a kid trying to impress a girl. Well, you go get her, you little scamp. You know, he's like, yeah, but I'm not white, so yeah. <laughs> this is what actually happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, th- I think she found the places to do fun things and to uh, tell a visually interesting story where I think it would have been very easy to just go point and shoot. I also think that she was able to make a couple of points like that about race, about why it was harder um, for for some people than others, with it still being digestible for people who find things like that hard to digest. Yeah, um, it, it's going to be real easy for a lot of folks to write this movie off as being too woke, you know, um, and get over it. If yeah. you can't accept the fact that other people had it worse than you based on their economic standing or the color of their skin, that is a factual point. If you can't get over that, then that's your issue and you're the fucking problem. You, you know, know, I always think, like, why would you not want to be woke? Because the other option is to be asleep. Yeah. Like, you do like sleep. I know, but I don't want to be socially asleep, <laughs> you know? Like, I just don't think it's the insult that people think it is. Yeah. Anyways. But, but yeah, I, I, and I, I will agree with that. I mean, and we have to be honest, this is, this movie is about the Hispanic culture. It is. It is about the Latino people. It is about, you know, the whole thing is him trying to get his culture and the things that he 
grew up with uh, and use those to his advantage instead of seeing them as a weakness. Right. You know, that's his character arc. Yeah, trying to see his yeah. culture as a superpower. Yeah, um, and, and not as a hindrance. So, but overall, this was another movie that I sat there and went, as soon, like when it was over, I thought, this was so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, why was this it, movie about Cheetos so good? I, I don't think it was as engaging as Air. Okay. Um. I, I, I just, uh, I think, like, the, the script for Air was a little tighter and the direction a little bit more skilled. Well, I but think that I, it was, well, first of all, I mean, you've got Ben Affleck versus Evil and Gloria here as directors. There is a difference there. But also, that was a drama and this yeah, is a comedy. But, I, but I'm not saying it's bad. I'm, just, I'm saying of the two kind of movies about a product yeah. that we've seen... <laughs> Uh, I'd say, I do think that Air is a bit more engaging, but I was pleasantly surprised with how entertaining and welcoming and enjoyable this film was. Now, here's a question. I sat there and I watched the Hot Cheetos come off the rack and th- thought, man, I wish I could have some Hot Cheetos. Are you tempted to try a Hot Cheeto? No. <laughs> I, I am just, this is, a, this is a constant point of contention in the house. Um, just cause I am not one for hot, spicy. No, we always, know. we always make a, a mom version and a Brandon version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although we do make this really good chicken crusted with Cheetos. Yeah. That, yeah. That we just good. make a, a batch that is yeah. crusted with regular Cheetos but, and a batch crusted but, but with flame and hot. That's just me. That's not just me. <laughs> okay. River likes them too. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm not the only one. Um, you and Violet like the the Thai food and the yeah. The the, I just, just never liked food that it hurts to eat. Oh, but it burns yeah. so good. That, I mean, that, at least in most cases, I do like some mild buffalo wings every so often. <laughs> burns so good. Yeah, but yeah. So, so yeah, I, I I think it was an enjoyable picture, and I think one that folks um, with it being on Hulu and Disney Plus, I don't think it's gotten as much attention as other films uh, this is very enjoyable yeah so I, I do recommend seeking it out i think it's a it's it's not a waste of time nope and it, it's a, and it's good it's um i think entertaining enough that your family would want yeah. would enjoy it yeah, with it's you. a family it's a family picture i think so. um i'll say uh, i'll say this um it is a little formulaic if you've seen one underdog, you know, coming from nowhere to prove to the world their self-worth uh, movie, you've kind of seen this one. It follows a lot of the the same character beats and a lot of the, like I mentioned, like the Henry V type speeches. We're together and let's get together. But as I've often said, formulaic is not bad. No. It's what you do with the formula, much like this movie. Yes. You know, it's what you do with the formula for spicy, hot Fritos or Cheetos that makes the difference. And I think using the the template, they did something really fun with it. So, yes, formulaic, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah. So, So, all right. Overall. um, I, I think I give this one, I give this one a B plus. 
A B plus? A B plus, yeah. I think it's mm -hmm. a good film. Um, I'm giving it, giving it a solid A. Right. Like, I think it's entertaining. I think it's visually interesting. And I want to go eat some hot Cheetos. All right, then. Well, let's go get you some hot Cheetos, baby. <laughs> All right. So uh, there you have it. So, yeah, go check this one out. Uh, next time, we are... We're going to stick with food, and we're going to the Mushroom Kingdom. Oh, gosh. So join us uh, when we take a look at the Super Mario Brothers movie. So, uh, so yeah. So in the meantime, thank you for joining us. Thanks for coming along. Thank you, my love. You're flaming hot. Oh, hush. No. And, and as always, drive safe, and we will see you at the movies. Wait, if I'm flaming hot and you don't like hot things. Oh, you...